you're both clearly pretty fired up post convention and, you know, we're best friends anyway, but we're, <laughs> we are just like this and then this, and then this person and then that, and then let's do this. And so we're super excited to be here with you today. I see my camera is fuzzy. So let me clean it. <laughs> that didn't help. Okay. Um, well, welcome to Business Coach Power Hour. I know we've got probably a couple new FIBCs on here and some more probably piling in. If you don't see one of your FIBCs, please text them and tell them to join because it's going to be a really fun, good, good Business Coach Power Hour. It's probably going to be a little bit different than we normally do. Like, I always feel like sometimes Business Coach Power Hour is like, we're going to do this task and then this task. Well, today we're going to do something a little bit different. So um, I just, I have like a thousand things I want to talk to you guys about. So it was really hard for me to narrow it down. And I'm like a tangential person anyway. So, um, yeah, so just go on for the ride with me, you guys. So I have like a thousand screen, like I'm going to share screen like a thousand times. So, um, cause there's all these cool different things that I want to share with you guys. Good. Brittany's put her seatbelt on. So, um, okay. So, let me do like, okay. So part of, oh, this is like so ugly. Let me put this on the correct screen share. So um, this didn't even share the way I wanted it to. So, okay. So here's a little bit of our agenda. Okay. So we're going to do kind of a halfway through the year pulse check. Look at my guns all of a sudden, you guys, I just noticed that I'm like Christy Lopez over here. I was just trying to tighten my ponytail and then look what popped out. Um, and I'm on my way to orange theory after this. So, um, okay. First half of today, we're going to be talking about getting organized as a business coach. I'm going to show you a growth tracker that I love and have been using since 2019 that the tinter shared with us. Um, I'm going to talk about planning out your day. And then I'm bringing on my special guest, Jennifer Morris. Have you ever heard of her? Um, to, talk a little bit about proactively reaching out to some fired up coaches right now. Okay. So, um, and then part two, and this is like, don't freak out. There's a lot of words on this screen. Um, I want to talk about one of my favorite topics, as you know, finances as a business coach. Um, I've gotten quite a few questions since doing my presentation in, um, Dallas uh, or whatever, Houston, whatever, Texas this last time around. And there's some things I want to clarify for you guys. And I'm going to kind of pull up a little bit of my, um, my actual presentation from Houston. Okay. Thank you. Um, you know, they're all, they're all like makes the same to me, um, to talk uh, a little bit more specifics because I had to teach to a really broad audience when we were in Houston. Um, and since you guys are all FIBCs and above, I'm going to like get a little bit more honed in for what's appropriate for FIBCs. And then, you know, when you become integrated national and globals, I've got a whole other topic of stuff on steroids to talk to you about then. So first thing that I wanted to talk to you about was this amazing growth tracker. So let me share my screen. Okay. Um, and this is obviously the blank one. Uh, I will post this somewhere. I just haven't decided where yet, but this was the original growth tracker that was shared with us from the Tinters in 2019. And, uh, I have done this every month since June of 2019, I've tracked my business and I love it. It's like my Bible. Like I pull it up 
all the time. And I'm looking back to where I was, how many clients, you know, last March compared to this March, um, what my total income was. And then I'm going to have my executive assistant actually graph this out for me so I can see, um, a couple of things on a linear graph of like what my rank was and what my income was and what, um, different growths and bonuses looked like at different times in my business. And maybe I can make that somehow, um, blank out the numbers and share that with you guys at some point. But, um, I, I think this is like, I, I mean, I can't believe we haven't even covered this yet on, on, on our business coach power hour, because I really love this tracker and you can make it anything you want it to be. In fact, the tenters only shared, um, shared this tracker. I think it was one through, they only had, um, uh, categories two through seven there, where it was like new clients, new coaches. And then I added a bunch of stuff that I like to track every month too. So you can adapt this however you want to adapt it, but it's something that I go in and, 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 and you can even pull some of these uh, back numbers off of your watch list. Um, and you can definitely run reports so you can retro do this to however far back you want to, um, but what I like to see is I'm going to go line by line here, new clients in gen one, more or less like who am I mostly influencing to bring on new clients. And then I like to look at my entire team's new clients. I look at how many new coaches, um, gen one, and then how many of my total team new coaches. And the reason why I asterisked those, if that's a word is because, and I'm going to quote Kevin Tinter a thousand times, cause he's like my financial um, idol. So in Optavia, um, the key to growth is always new clients and new coaches and helping those new coaches grow to senior coach and beyond. That is the key to growth in your business. Okay. That if these numbers at, cause a tracked number or a measured number is a growing number or however Kevin always says it. But if you don't track these numbers, you don't really have your finger on the pulse of your business. You want to see a, a nice increase almost monthly of how many clients are being brought into your organization and how many coaches are being brought into your organization. And yes, there's gonna be times where it goes backwards or we have a slow month or we have a promotion. And things go crazy, you know, outliers, and then they drop again. That's totally fine. It's generally comes back and we notice trends again in different seasons. So that's why that those are like the number four, top four things that we're tracking. Okay. Attract number grows. Maybe that's what the quote is. I like to see how many total senior coaches and higher I have, because those are truly the people that I consider are the active working coaches in this business. Um, I like to see total EDs and higher. Number uh, line eight, I like to look at how many EDs did my team bring in, my organization. So that's the new team EDs. P.S. If you didn't know, for every new ED in your organization, you're probably going to make somewhere around three to $400 more that month, no matter where they're at in your organization. So if you're looking to increase your income, it's all about bringing EDs into your organization. Yes, frontline. So then you hit the ranks, but in depth as well. Line nine, my team rank up, rank, rank ups. This number, you can't retro pull. So what I do as close to midnight on the last day of the month is I go to highest rank achieved under engaged. Is that what it's called? Highest rank achieved. 
I believe that's what it is. Um, and I, I sort it out and I look and see who ranked up this month. So I first look at total rank ups in my organization and then I sort it per global and I just pull out who am I global for that ranked up. Okay. So that's where, what those two lines are, my team rank ups that I'm global for. And, and I know, I know not all of you are global. And so you would just, you could, whoever, you know, you don't have, you can leave that line out until you hit global. Um, I also, you know, like I said, look at how many total rank ups in my org that tells me my, I re, this really is like taking a deep dive into your organization and it's telling you where growth is happening or where growth needs to happen. And I like to see who, you know, did only two people rank up this month? Like what the heck is going on? So, okay. Line 11 obviously. And the, you can reorganize these however they make sense in your brain. Cause I just kind of added on as I went through in, in my, or in my growth, um, T Gen V <clears throat> K is just in the thousands, you know? Um, and so I love to see my T Gen V and hopefully it's growing every month. Right. Um, line 12 is my FQV growth percentage. Hopefully my FQV is growing every month as well. Or if it's not, and it's in the negatives, I highlight that red. So things pop out on my page, the red stuff is the stuff that's not going great. And then my, I highlight stuff that's blue. That's really been significant. So, um, I look at T Gen V percentage growth because I like to see how much growth did I have for this month over last month. And that number is, um, can be retro pulled by looking at your volumes in connect. You go to engage volumes and it's right there. It says TGNV percentage, I believe. And, you know, if it's 100%, then you hit 100% from last month. If it's 101, you grew 1%. If it's 105, you grew 5% over last month. Okay. Back in the day of amazing growth, the tenters always said, you want to hit like, you know, double digits here. Like you're not really growing unless you're seeing like 10 to 12% month over month. That is super unrealistic at this point. Um, and for a lot, and you have to take into consideration where your business is at. There's no way Jen Morris, Doug Wood, all of them, their organizations are so big. It would be insane if they grew like 15% or something like that. It's just, I mean, it can, but it's pretty rare. So the smaller your org, you'll probably see bigger numbers here. The bigger your org, you're probably going to see smaller percentage growths. I'm real happy with anything in the positives at this point. So, um, so that number, I really like to look at And that is like the key number that I look at every month is what is my TGNV growth every month? Is it in the negatives? Is it plus one? Is it, you know, a really great month is plus 10, you know? Okay. Line 14 is annual growth. Obviously that's something I just do in December. And I look at last December to this December. And so that, that has been shocking. And I, I mean, I think you know, at some point, Kevin said that like a business feels that they're doing well in the world if they've grown like 4% annually. <clears throat> I've blown that out of the water every year with Optavia. So, I mean, it's crazy. And I, I, I want to say, I also put it on here because <clears throat> I didn't want to forget. Um, I think it was one of the Giles said that um, this is, this is a really um, 
great way to look at Optavia and your ownership as a, a small business owner. Um, the average monthly profit of a local Starbucks is $45,000 a month. Okay. A lot of people that's, and that's not, I mean, that might be their income, but like, uh, or what the, the franchise owner is making, but a lot of people here, like your business numbers look way bigger than that. Okay. Some, some people in Optavia, a lot of us leaders, their T Gen V is a million or more a month. Like it's crazy, not their income, but like their business growth. So, um, it's just very interesting. Like especially FIBC and above, IND and above, global and above, you guys are have a better business and a more profitable bu business than a lot of local franchise owners in your town. So think of it that way. I mean, it's pretty, pretty substantial. Um, okay. This is also where I keep track of my income in a nice, quick, easy fashion. I put my monthly bonus. I add up all four weeks and do my weekly bonus. And then I have a calculation in this Excel spreadsheet that sums it for me into the total income line. It's very easy to figure out. It's, you can click on the blocks and hit the sum button and it, it, anyway, I can teach you sometime. Um, and so that I just type in those two numbers and then I hit enter and it automatically totals my income in that blue total income line. I also added a notes section because this is super important where you're like, we launched a new incentive this month or we, a uh, convention happened this month. We offered this, um, sugar shot this month. You know, we, uh, maybe your own organization as you grow offered something special and different for like, I don't know, a co you know, uh, we'll give a hundred dollars wellness credit to a coach who, uh, brings on two new coaches this month. So keeping little notes because you want to be able to look back and say, Oh, that incentive helped my business grow by this much, because look what happened in the months following, or look how much convention revved people up. Look how much this Mexico trip revved people up in the next month or two after that. And obviously as your organization gets bigger, you're going to be able to see these trends easier. So I love, I always have something in the notes section, or maybe you were gone for to Europe for a month or whatever. And you're like, <laughs> travel affected me or whatever. Um, I also keep track of total coaches in my organization. That's a fun number to watch grow. Um, and then I obviously put my rank on there. So that, so this is called the, um, I have to stop share so I can remember what, what we titled it. It is something growth tracker, um, goal worksheet and growth tracker. So I will post this, I'll save this version and post this somewhere, you know, probably in our FIBC threads or something like that to show you guys. Um, and so that you can start tracking those numbers too. Um, I just think that that talk about being the CEO of your own business, like that's, this is where it starts is keeping track of these numbers. And this is also a great activity for a spouse who you're bringing into the business and they're the numbers person. Like that was not Andy for me. I still did all this stuff by myself, but I know a ton of people whose spouses are like, oh, they're the numbers, the bills person, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, exactly. Jasmine just asked on me to help her. So, um, oh gosh, I forgot to do announcements in IDS. You guys, I'm so sorry. Okay. Let me share screen again. I'm so excited to talk to you that I can't even remember the basics. So I told you I was going to jump around a lot of screen shares. Okay. 
Um, Optivia makes no guarantee of financial success. This is a super important IDS to say for today because of what I'm going to share in the second half. Um, success with Optivia results from successful sales efforts, which require hard work, diligence, skills, persistence, competence, and leadership and grit, as the Valentines like to add. Your success will depend on how well you exercise these qualities. Please see the IDS on the right for statistics on actual earnings of coaches. Oh, I should do this in a much prettier way. Okay. Obviously... If you haven't heard, <laughs> to be active is here. Um, and I mean, I didn't, I'm just dressed like this because I'm actually going to go work out. But, um, and do you like me? Andy and I are always sporting our Optivia hats. And when we were in St. Augustine on the trolley after convention, Andy was wearing his hat. I had the Optivia bag and there was a client sitting behind us. It was so cute. And he was like, oh, are you guys, are you guys coaches or clients? And it was so sweet to like, I'll have a connection with somebody like from the middle of nowhere. So anyway, um, loving the active drank my aminos this morning, going to load this up for after cross or CrossFit. Oh my God. I don't even do CrossFit. Um, every, um, after orange theory, every TNT for the next few weeks, our coach call is going to be really good and talking about active. So be sure to tune in. Don't forget our active August going on right now. Our challenge. I've already done mine. Client support bonus extended. Don't forget about Sundance Orlando. Um, you have to qualify three out of six months, April through September. So we're coming up, you guys. It is August. You have two more months to qualify for this. Don't forget about the cruise. Oh my gosh. Jen is going to talk more about this too with, um, I mean, I'm so fired up about this. Like, obviously I'm a total cruise, cruise freak and, you know, I just can't wait. So um, let me stop share. Okay, the next thing I want to talk to you about, and let me just run through, um, make sure I'm not um, missing. Jen put the IDS in the note in the um, chat. I just want to answer anybody's questions. Yeah, for anybody in your business. Yep, yep, yep. Even if your income is flat, you if you are growing in depth, that is what is important right now. So true. And Tom is mentioning Starbucks actually requires a ton of capital, and we only paid $1.99. Just a reminder. Um, yeah, continue to put posts in Moore's tribe about active, you guys. Okay. The next thing I want to talk to you about is um staying organized. Okay. I've talked about this before, but I can't emphasize it enough because I, Jen and I agree. We, we both were pretty scattered before we became coaches and we've slowly learned, at least I used a calendar. Jen didn't even like know what a calendar was. <laughs> um, Gina was like, put it in your calendar. And she's like, what calendar? Um, I'm teasing Jen. She knows I'm making fun of her, but, um, and so, uh, I have slowly learned oh Lord, I need to be way more structured than I am. And what has worked for me consistently is this pad of paper. <laughs> so all that it is, I don't want to tear off my page. Um, it says, this is from Target, although I have not been able to find it again, but fear not, I have found it on Amazon or something similar to show you guys. It just says my day and it's got all the times through the day, super simple. What I do is the night before I fill this out and I, yes, Jen has a journal. I fill it out. I look, I first look at the rocks, what CCs I have, things like that, power hour, business coach, power hour, whatever. And I'm filling that out. And then I am 
always, and and this is something that I, I actually actively, oh, I forgot my other paper, um, want you guys to do on this call. Because we are, oh, thank the Lord, sending our kids back to school in like eight days. I love them, but you guys, Cameron is so crazy right now, my four and a half year old. I don't even know who he is anymore. Like he, he just needs to go to school. So um, I uh, laid out what my ideal day is going to look like when the boys go back to school. Our school times are shifting this year back an hour. I don't know why they start school at 735, which is fine with me, but they get out at 235. It's way too early. So I've also set them up with after school care. Oh, hi, honey. I didn't know you were on the call. Bless his heart. You know, they, they say that in the South, what that means. Uh, bless Cameron's heart. Um, so I figured out my ideal day. Okay. Oh, because we set the kids also up with after school care some days of the week and some other camps. So they, they get a little more time outside of the house because five hours is a lot, long time to entertain your children when they come home from school. So, um, so what I did was I wrote out what my ideal day will look like, what time I'm waking up. You guys know I meditate twice a day. So meditate. I always do business reading in the morning. Okay. Uh, like the life book, whatever, maybe listen to your business podcast. Like when my brain is fresh and I want to set my intention for the day. Okay. Um, then I, uh, we're going to feed the kids and drop them off at school. Andy and I have a plan to go work out right after that. And I've even written down like when my fuelings are fitting in, when my aminos are fitting in, like detailed, okay? Um, after I got to go get my sheet, you guys are going to come with me to the kitchen. Um, after we work out, like, you know, I'm like shower, you know, oh good, I found it. Um, fueling two at 10 a.m., shower, then opt to via work all the way until two o'clock, have my fueling at 1230, whatever. If you're not on the five and one and you're doing four and two, make it your leaning green. Um, 2 PM. I always meditate and I need to do my chiropractor exercises because I, my neck is all jacked up because I text too much. Um, pick up the kids at 235 or they're going to be at school until four. Um, I'm also having my fueling around 330. Um, I'm going to play with the kids from four to six. Uh, we eat dinner at six 30 and because the kids now have to wake up earlier, they're going to, we're going to bring them up to bed at like seven. So like I've laid out my entire day. Okay. My ideal day, including exercise and active, um, promoting active and all of that stuff. Oh, and then the other hint that I had from Deb Ock Moody is she does her fun reading like a novel at night. Okay. So like when your brain needs to relax, or maybe you, you allow yourself, you know, one show, one Netflix show, um, you know, a couple, um, days a week or whatever, like that's what I'm going to do at night after my Optivia work is done. Um, so that I can, um, have a little bit of downtime. And when your brain is fried and I can't, I, I personally cannot handle business work at night. Um, I've just lost it. So, I didn't lose you guys. I just mean, I'm, I, my brain loses it. Okay. I pulled up on Amazon. Uh, I want to show you what we're using too. Yeah. Okay. Do it. So, um, so Tom turned me on to this and you can drop your link in Amazon and Tom, would you find this 
on Amazon and drop the link there. So this is pretty similar, um, but what it does is it kind of goes along with like Miracle Morning, where your Miracle Morning actually starts the night before, where you, um, because at night when your head is like, oh, and you're trying to like, you know, get rid of everything so you can relax and do your like whatever novel, cuddle with your kids or whatever, um, or your honey, <laughs> whatever. Um, <clears throat> it's really good to put down your priorities and intentions for the next day. So um, this is called today, the today journal. I don't know if you can see that. Let me take the little clear thing off. It's called the today journal. Tom has one and I have one. And, <clears throat> and what it looks like is it's, um, it's open for the dates. Um, and it gives you your top three priorities because there are a lot of like, um, you know, atomic habits and things they say, they say really your brain can only focus on three things right so your top three priorities so um and then that's for today so the night before you're putting it down and then for the next day your top three priorities and then the kind of don't forget about so if you get your a priority things done and you have a's for the next day um your b priorities like don't forget you know things like that and then some notes. And so these are like projects that I'm working on and I'll put a little box next to them. So, <clears throat> so I have way more than three, th three things in my head. So if I only write down three things, I am like, oh God, I can't forget this. And I, you know, I gotta get my car plates and then doctor's appointments for the kids and then, you know, school and then back to school shopping and then the airport and then, you know, it's like all the things. So if I have a spot where I can put it down and then on this side, I, I have literally on this day, I wrote down bump posts and I wrote, um, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine coach names. And so I went to nine coach pages that day and bumped posts. Um, then I had a list for my executive assistant. You know, I needed graphic for this. Um, I needed to, uh, I needed an inactive client list. I needed a PowerPoint and then um, a list of priorities with Tom. And so some of this was like business stuff, but some of it was just like plan a date night. Okay, so I know it sounds crazy and it's way more than three things, but we all, you know, are, I read some study where, this was a long time ago when I was an ICU nurse, where the average person only multitasks max of three things well, and I truly believe it's less for me now, um, but the average ICU nurse is um, actually multitasking and prioritizing and addressing over 17 things at a time for their entire 12 hour shift. And I was like, oh, no wonder I felt like a crazy person <laughs> most of the time. Mm -hmm. So this one, Tom will put this, yeah, it's really scary, it's life and death, but that's why I still have dreams about it. But this is called the Today Journal. It's like $4 on, um, <clears throat> four dollars and it looks like this when it's blank it says today it says um top priorities and then it says for tomorrow don't forget and then notes and then i literally like as i'm doing calls like if i do a call with kelly or with misty or with um michelle krasnay or whatever i put there and then i'll put notes and then because a lot of times those calls that gives me stuff to do after the calls like oh i talked to kelly about this leg of her business and 
I don't want to just leave all that on her. I want to be a good mentor. So I'm going to put that person on my note list, you know, and so I'm going to go in and I'm going to, you know, also bump those posts and, you know, maybe do a brag, but whatever. So anyway, there's Kelly's, there's mine. I like this one because it's small and it's in a list, uh, in a binder, in a spiral bound. Okay. Portable. And, then, and I like the ones that actually have the times on there that give me like every 30 minutes. Cause you know, CCs are 30 minutes. And so that's what I do. I'm a big note. I'm a big like fan of writing down to do lists and all of that stuff. So, yeah. um, to get it out of my brain. Okay. So the other thing that we wanted to talk to you about, and Jen, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if you can do it in maybe five minutes. Yeah. I'm not, I can do it. um, uh, Jen's going to take it away and talk to you about writing out this momentum from convention and what she's done this last week and especially to pull in some coaches who are raising their hands. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I've, I'll just tell you that right now, um, and this isn't to make anyone feel bad. This is so that you understand that there is so much work to be done. And, um, I know we've all had coaches reach out who are so excited and pumped up from convention. Maybe you are the only one in your team that is pumped up from convention because maybe you were the only one who went. That's okay. Because what we're going to do is I like to think about convention is that, you know, it, it's been, it's been kind of like, you know, the land of like, everyone's kind of like, what's going on to business right now? And we're like, hang in there. We're going to get through this. This is just a season or whatever. And let's start talking about the future and let's start pioneering and all this stuff. So after convention, we've got all these little embers that are burning in these little, you know, coaches hearts. And what, and if it's your ember, what I want you to do is remember for these people who are motivated, we have to put the sticks and we have to put the, you know, the I love those um, survival shows when you talk about just like chilling out at night. I love like alone where there's no plot. It's just watching people out in the wilderness, like, you know, try to eat and starve to death. You know, I love those. And but mostly what they're doing is they they never have idle time. Right. They are always collecting moss or collecting berries and they're feeding their fire and keeping it going because they know that that is their life line and so all these little coaches now i don't want to say little coaches in a demeaning way but all these coaches that we work with many of them have a little burning ember that they had didn't have before convention so it's really important guys for us to work on the offense and that means um and what i was going to say where i'm like i don't want to hurt your feelings but if you are not busy as you've ever been right now you're not doing something right okay so let me tell you a few things that i did so last week i was really sick <laughs> um and so as I started, you know, get feeling better, I was like, <clears throat> okay, I have to connect with all these people because I got to strike while the iron is hot. I don't have time to be sick after convention. So I gave myself, you know, two or three days to like sleep. And then I started calling people. So anyone who would text me a question, hey, do you think that so-and-so should post her before and after on Monday or on Sunday? I'm picking up that phone. I'm like, hey girl, you know, um, let's let's get on a call with so-and-so let's talk to her about that post let's make that post super gritty um i had another another coach who told me that her coach said to her you know i know i'm not growing very fast but please don't ever let me don't ever forget about me don't ever let me not be in the 20 percent of people you're working with great let's get on the phone with that person 
right? And so every single opportunity, and I am not, you guys, I'm being the least strategic I've ever been in my life right now. I don't care where people are in my business. If they're way out in a branch that I haven't worked in in two years, if someone reached out and thanked me for helping them to get to convention, I'm saying, great, I want to hear about it. Let's get on a call. I want you to tell me what your biggest takeaways are and what your plans are for your business. Okay. So anyone who's raising their hand i did calls all weekend late at night early in the morning i'd wake up and be like oh i shouldn't have done this i don't feel well enough get up take a hot shower throw three of those bix things in the shower to like open up my chest so that i can sound like a human and get on a call with people anyone i mean i had like you know over like a period of a few days i had like 160 text messages you know, so many of those, I'm like, I'm not going to text them back. I'm going to pick up the phone and call them back. Okay. So call everyone. And with every single person I've talked to, I've said, make a list of like on your map. This is my map because I've been sick, empty blank. I'm going to fill it out. But all these people who are sitting their maps and this D section has coaches, potential coaches in it. I'm like, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to write all those people on a piece of paper. I want you to put a check a box next to all of their names and I want notes right next to them. All those potential coaches, I want you to reach out and invite them to explore coaching. Okay? We've talked about relationship, we've done all the things. I mean, if it's odd or like out of the blue, don't be out of the blue. That means you haven't been doing the work and that's fine. It's time to do the work. But most of these people are either clients in your organization, people you've thought about or had relationship with, put invite them invite them tell them why they would be a good coach put a check mark and then next to it i want you to write down what they said when you invited them i want what they said maybe they said no maybe they said sure i'll explore it maybe they said not the right time for me but my wife would be good maybe they would say something so 10 people at least this weekend i had all those people do that this weekend do you know what i did three coach explorers on saturday three yeses one said yes and then one kind of was like you know i've been thinking about it. it's not the right time you know what i said to that person awesome it needs to be the right time for you right i'm not gonna like beg somebody to coach but i also want them to know i spent that 30 or 45 minutes on this call telling them why for the last two years i thought they would be a good coach and what myself and their coach had been talking about them let them know that you're really thinking about them and that this is you know something that you love to partner with them on okay the other thing you guys is every single one of us here every single one of us needs to stop and start three celebration calls with our mentorship guess what i'm gonna do today i'm gonna blow gina eccles up with some celebration calls yes i am because i have three amazing clients right now so <clears throat> i'm gonna do that i haven't done that in a while tom and i do each other's i'm gonna actually do it um with gina and see what happens so um and then also in addition to us doing it ask each one of our coaches that we are working with to do the same thing. Set up those coach, those, those coach explorer lists where you do the invite and then also start celebration calls, okay? And then lastly, I want all of you guys, I think we talked about this last week, to, to pop open your tree 
and look at all the legs of business that you have, or maybe it's on the back of your map, <clears throat> but pop open that tree and find those little gems down in there or people where you're unsure of, like this is a kind of an active leg of business, but there's seven coaches in it. So figure out what that person three levels deep that you haven't talked to in six months, what they're doing. And sometimes you go to their page and they're like branding or they're doing it and you're like, oh my God. So create work for yourself yourself right now guys create a ton of unnecessary work for yourself because you will get people motivated all right that's it love you guys love that i was just typing it's it's necessary not unnecessary work <laughs> really in the end but i've done you know a talk on tnt before where we talked about you know offense versus defense and this is the offensive time okay not being offending but you are playing offense, right? You're being more, a little bit more aggressive. Okay. So, uh, okay. Totally switching gears, but also fun. And, um, is, is part two, uh, of my agenda, which is a little more in depth, um, chat about some, uh, taking a pulse on your business. I know, uh, like halfway through the year, I know we're half, I know we're over halfway through the year, but now is a great time to be like, have I set myself up well financially for the rest of the year? Because you've got what, August, September, October, November, December, five months to do some stuff before the close of the financial year. Okay. Meaning like setting yourself up as a business entity and whatnot. So um, one thing that I've uh, gotten asked about a lot. And so I thought I would just clarify it here. Can someone drop a part one agenda screenshot? Oh yeah. I'll, sh I'll share that with you, Lindsay. Um, there's the part one screenshot, just getting organized and proactively reaching out to your coaches. Okay. Um, sorry. So, okay. Adding a co-applicant. Okay. This is something that the Tinters had brought up, um, a couple years ago, and I haven't really heard it shared with Eccles or Morris tribe. And so I felt like it's, I, I think people should know this, especially as a business coach, because you guys have a real deal business. Okay. So adding a co-applicant probably is a good idea for you. If it makes sense because you are married or legally married or have a uh, partnership or a common law marriage or whatever, meaning if you have, I, I don't know how to word this without being, um, uh, sounding like morbid or whatever, but, um, when in the, in the event of your untimely death, it is far easier for your opt to be a business to be, mm, uh, financially collected on if you have a co-applicant. So even if your spouse does not work the business with you, it's okay. It probably makes the most sense for them to be your co-applicant. So, um, and then once that happens, I think it's very important that you talk to an estate planner. We have an estate lawyer um, that puts this into your will um, because your business can be uh, an entity, meaning like a, instead of a sole proprietor, you would have an S corp or an LLC or a C corp. And that business entity can be willed to your kids. Okay. Or to your estate that continues on after your death. So, um, 
if you find the right person to run it, like it's a family business. Okay. Um, you can also set this up in your will to be sold to someone in your mentorship. Um, you can designate in your will, um, like I want this person to run it for me. Um, but I want them to get paid this amount for running it for me. And I want the rest of the profit to go to my children. You can even set that up. So, um, the co-applicant thing. So this, and you guys, I have found just Google questions about Optavia. It's far easier than like searching through coach answers. So what I wanted to share screen, uh, share with you, uh, is what I Googled. I got to find it now. Um, where's Chrome? Here it is. If you just Google, like, how do I add a co-applicant to my account? Here's your answers. Okay. Now there is a thing where if you just, uh, are, are, if you just sign up primary only on the account, and then you just want to add your spouse, um, this part, I, I don't, I would not recommend. Um, but it says, um, you know, if you're just bound by marriage, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you share the same last name, you can simply just change the name on the account, um, the primary name to both individuals. So you'll just say Kelly and Andy Montgomery. The reason I just don't know legally if that would stand up in the case of the primary account holder's death. So what I would suggest is might, might as well just take one more step further and go to step two. If the coach wants their spouse to be listed as a separate co-applicant, the coach needs to fill out the co-applicant account add-on request form, which looks like this. Okay. It's a form you fill out. The primary Optavia coach ID is the person who started the business, the, the husband or the wife who started the business. And then you're going to add on the co-applicant underneath that and what your relationship is. Okay. The caveat here is this only really works if, um, it's an individual bound by marriage, civil union, domestic partnership, and you share the same last name. If the coaches have different last names, you need to use this co-applicant account add-on request form. It's just a little bit different. Um, and then the uh, other discovery was if the coaches are not spouses and there are two or more individuals who want to operate it, one Optivia coach business, you can't just have a co-applicant in that situation. You actually have to create an entity um, like an S-Corp or an LLC. Um, and it needs to like, be, it's like a whole other legal thing where you have, uh, you form a business entity and you sign this agreement with a document that's linked here. So um, so that's kind of the rundown on co-applicants, okay? But I thought that was important to bring up. Let me share my PowerPoint again. Um, because it seems when there's been a death in Optavia, at least in the Tinter organization, it has taken a long time to run through probate and, um, you know, a year or more of dealing with uh, legal issues in order for the surviving spouse, spouse to collect the income from that primary spouses uh, who has passed away um, from their their earnings through Optavia. They haven't been able to touch that money or get that money or help control the finances um, when it comes to Optavia um, if they weren't listed as a co-applicant. So I wanted to throw that out there. Um, okay. The other, so that was just one little thing that I wanted to throw out there with you guys. The other thing is just kind of almost running through my PowerPoint that I did in Texas um, to inventory. Before you move on from this co-applicant, can I just add one thing? Yeah. Do okay. Um, so 
just really quickly, if you do make your spouse a co-applicant, this makes them the co a co-owner of your business. Sorry, I couldn't even see myself. Okay. Um, and in the case of divorce, just know that means that your spouse does own half of your business with you. And it could be a situation where you are buying them out. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Um, and, and, you know, just talk to your mentorship team about um, what makes sense. And just remember that you become one entity. They're no longer your client. So you don't have their FQV anymore. So if you are like really, really tight and might, you know, want to wait until you bolster that up a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And Sarah was asking, when do we recommend coaches to do this? So um, typically in our organization, we have suggested maybe around FIBC when you have five senior coach teams, maybe you're making 50 to $60,000 a year with Optavia. The Tinters have actually suggested 30 to $40,000 a year with Optavia. I don't know. It can be earlier. It can be later. It really is dependent on what your tax person recommends. Yeah. And PS disclaimer, I, you know, I am not, I'm just have this personal interest in this topic. I, we can't claim that we're telling you to do this stuff. Definitely not. Yep. Definitely. Not. Please use the advice. The other thing to keep in mind is, is your spouse actually working in the business with you? If they are, then yes, it's a no brainer that they should be a co-applicant. Yes. If they are not, and you're just trying to set um, a plan up for safety in case something happens to you. Um, it's a great discussion to have with your mentorship team, but really more importantly with like a tax attorney or an estate attorney. That's what we did. So we got um, a backup plan. We've got a backup to the backup. We've got a backup to the backup to the backup and um, you know where our kids are the priority. So yeah, exactly. Awesome information, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know that any, any of this stuff was possible. You know, you can say, I want this person to run my business and they get paid 10% of my income, but I want 90% of my income to go into a trust for my children. And they can have access to that when they turn 25 or whatever age you even pick. So there's a lot of options and it's so individualized. So please discuss with a professional, but there's that stuff to think about. Right. Um, the other thing, and we'll talk about inventorying your, your current situation. Um, I want to talk about a little dividing up your paycheck. Um, the thing that I forgot to mention during my talk was opening a business checking account and credit card, which I'll go over. And then the big thing that I was just saying, uh, I already kind of told you my disclaimer, but when it comes to taxes, the way that I really appreciated the Tinters talking about this was think of it like you're on a highway with guardrails when it comes to taxes, Okay. Um, there is one end guardrail of complete conservatism and maybe even overpaying on your taxes. And the other guardrail is really pushing up against the limit of what you can do. And we never, never obviously, you know, would ever do something illegal. And so um, that, that other guardrail is there to protect you. And so you have to decide where you want to be on that highway. Some, you know, and, and you need to find a tax person who supports that. There are some tax people who are crazy conservative and, and won't take any risk. And then there's some people who are really pushing the limit and you're like, whoa, I'm not comfortable with that. So think of this, these tax laws and um, things that are suggested to you um, as guardrails and where do you want to lie in those guardrails, Okay. Um, and what you're comfortable with. So, um, obviously I talked a little bit about this, uh, but it's always, always, always important, like structural tension, know where you are right now. Okay. 
I always suggest this is halfway through the year, a little bit more than that. Know where you're at. What are your debts look like? What does your net worth look like? Um, look at your expenses, your monthly expenses. I told you, I analyze this every month. Where's our money going? How much are we spending on everything? And, you know, Andy and I are reanalyzing all of this, um, you know, right now too. Where can we, where can we pull back? Where can we get more lean? Um, it's very important to continually reassess with what, what's coming in from Optavia and what is going out of your, of your pocket. We also, you know, know exactly what our net worth is at all times. We've added up all of our expenses, taken away our liabilities and figured that out. Um, again, always know, um, uh, or I should say, always be aware of what your deductibles are for your insurance needs. Meaning what would I have to pay out of pocket for my car, uh, an issue with my car, my medical, all of those things. And at least, at the very least, have enough money saved up in your emergency fund to cover your deductibles. But we always suggest three to six months of emergency savings, okay? Um, there's probably more I want to say there, but... Uh, and then um, I like to review this breakdown here that we always suggest. Planning for looking at your whole paycheck from Optavia, 30% of that should go towards your taxes, even if that's overshooting it a little bit, at least great. Then in April, you've got a little bit of extra money, <laughs> but we always suggest to be a little bit more um, conservative in that sense to save 30% aside for taxes, 10% for events, 10% for client scholarships and business tools. And then 50% of it is what you are actually paying yourself for your payroll. Okay. Um, that we don't need to review. So something that I wanted to throw out to you guys too, that Andy and I did a while ago, once we became incorporated, um, we have an S corp, but a lot of other people have LLCs and they file as an S corp for tax reasons. Doesn't matter. You just have to talk to your tax person about what makes the most sense. Um, once we did that, we opened a separate business checking account and our Optavia Pay paycheck goes into that separate business checking account and everything for Optavia goes in and out of that account. Okay. So I was initially just putting all that Optavia Pay into my personal checking. Once we became incorporated, we open a business checking account and we you go into Optavia Pay and you switch which account your paycheck's being deposited into. Okay. Um, that just keeps it so much more organized and separate from your personal stuff. So for tax reasons, it is so much easier to have everything in one place. That being said, we also opened a business credit card. We are credit card hackers. So we like to figure out like, okay, when you open this new account, um, how much money do you have to spend on it? in like the first three months to get, you know, some sort of bonus or whatever. Um, and so shop around. We have had great success with Chase um, and we have both our business checking account there and our personal, some of our personal. And so it's easier to transfer money back and forth. Um, and then our business credit card is through that too. We also love American Express. So you just, you have to figure out what works best for you, but it's just so much easier to keep everything all in one place. Um, and then, okay. So this of course, I want to caveat again to please talk to your professional about what makes sense for you for tax deductions, okay? Business expenses. Well, first, let me say what's up on the upper right corner. Remember the vast majority of what we do is related to relationship building for our business, okay? 
if you are traveling, go meet up with a coach, have a healthy, happy hour, go meet some clients. It becomes a tax deductible trip. Okay. So that's another guardrail thing. You know, the tinters make sure that every time they travel, they're doing this. So every trip that they take is tax deductible. Andy and I mix it. We do some stuff is totally personal and we don't do anything with Optavia and we obviously don't deduct that. Other things are total business trips. So um, back to the left-hand side, be sure that you keep your business expenses, uh, a list of all this stuff going on. So um, because your internet is mixed for personal and business, like that doesn't get paid out of our Optavia business account or our Optavia credit card. But when it comes to tax time, you designate how much of your internet is used towards business versus personal. Same thing with your cell phone, know your office square footage, um, and, you know, make sure you're keeping track of any office supplies, furniture, and equipment that you're using printers, um, your computer, uh, you can deduct car mileage to and from healthy happy hours or trips even that you took. We took a huge RV trip to Michigan and did uh, you know, a healthy happy hour and met with clients and coaches out there. So that whole trip was tax deductible. Um, the reason why, you know, and like Jen likes to say, and Tom, you know, the government incentivizes us to be small business owners. That's why we get these tax breaks. So use them. It's not illegal. <laughs> use them. Here is the example that made the most sense to me. Why does this save us money? Because I'd always heard like, you know, any business expense you make is like 30% in savings for you. And I'm like, what? I don't understand that. And maybe that's a not a right number to use. But here's a great example. Let's say you buy a business computer for $1,000. Okay. That $1,000 is deducted from your annual income. So in the end, you are taxed on less income for the year. Does that make sense to people. And if I said that wrong, somebody correct me, but that's what make the makes the most sense to me is like, Oh, it reduces my taxable income. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. So, so that's why we care. Okay. This money gets taken away from what you're earning and you pay less taxes in the end. Okay. Um, how are we doing on time? five minutes. Ooh, that's pretty good. Okay. So obviously I always suggest getting help from professional people. Let me make sure that I didn't forget anything in my notes. Um, okay, let's see. The other thing is like, you know, you need to ask your tax professional about are, are your fuelings tax deductible? You know, ours says, yes, you you probably use those as samples to give out to people or whatever. Um, and so any any fuelings that we buy are all through our, Opti, our, our Optivia pay account and stuff um, or our credit card and, um, you know, our business credit card. So and serve them at healthy happy hours. Yep. Um, okay. The other thing I want to go back and make sure that I didn't miss any questions. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Like to mentor them. Yeah. We want to help run this past you guys. Um, if you have a new FABC, this is a conversation that I have on the FABC calls. So, um, okay. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Brenda wants to know if her dog can run their business. Uh, yes. Jen Morris is right. If we stay lean, we can build wealth even in slow seasons. Exactly. Do not, I suggest do not ever outlive yourself, right? We keep things really conservative and lean. We've had a little bit of fun with buying an RV and stuff like that, but it's all well within our means. We are not spending our bonuses. The mo I mean, we're boring. Like the most that we save a lot towards retirement and we pay a lot in taxes too. So, um, 
let's see. Yep. We love the Platinum Amex. It's very expensive, but if you utilize all of the rewards that come with it, it's well worth it. So um, plus living that lounge life in the airport is absolutely amazing. Um, let's see. Yeah. Carrie's heading to Chapel Hill for alumni weekend. She's going to see some of her clients totally tax deductible. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Um, yep. Other people are saying that their tax person saying, yes, you can deduct your fuelings. Um, yes. The other thing that Tinterest have always suggested is finding somebody who understands our business and the potential for our business. A lot of people will laugh at you. Um, you know, when you're like, I think I have the potential to, you know, eventually, you know, leave, you know, go to part-time with my, my job and do this, you know, you've got, they've got to understand the potential of, of, you know, uh, what a drug sale business can do and what you've seen your mentorship do and have them just trust you. And if they aren't understanding or believing anything that you're saying, um, I would, I would leave them. Uh, we have totally abandoned our other person and gone with somebody who, you know, is willing to work with us. And, you know, I suggest things to them too. Like, um, you know, can we employ our children? That was the other thing I was going to say. Oh yeah. That was on my other agenda. You, um, you can always, uh, it, once you have a business entity, you can employ your children when it makes sense. And when your person says that it's makes sense, they can be models, um, who are helping you make leaning greens and advertising on social media. Um, they can do a lot of business, um, uh, stuff in, at your, in your home, uh, like shredding, working social media. There's a lot of things and you, you know, you'll have to figure out what a reasonable amount of salary is for them, but you can start a Roth IRA. Anybody who has a W-2 can start a Roth IRA no matter their age. And you can even use that Roth IRA without penalty for education in the future. And so can you imagine starting out your children? I mean, they can make $6,500 this year just to go straight towards into a Roth. And with compound interest, how amazing you're setting them up for their future. So it's stuff like that where, you know, I've had to like, some of these things I've had to bring up to my CPA and my financial advisors like, Hey, what about employing my children? Can't, can I do that? You know? And they're like, Oh, let's read up on that. This is this article. And this is what another client of mine has done. Like you need somebody who's going to be creative like that with you. And you know, if they're like, Oh no, it doesn't, you can't do that. That's not right. You've got to advocate for yourself. So I don't, I don't use Randy. No, I have somebody else. Um, uh, I have somebody else. She's not, I, my CPA is not taking new clients right now, unfortunately. And our financial advisors are very expensive and they're out of Boulder, but I love them. Um, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Da, 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 da. Uh, I can't remember Krista. I can send you an article, uh, as to the max that you can pay your children for the year. And yeah, I can't remember. Um, and they're, there, I don't really think that there's an age limit actually for how young you can start paying them. Um, but obviously it has to make sense. Like they can only be a model if they're like less than seven years old, you know, and then over seven, you can claim a lot of other things that they can do for the business, like set up and take down for, um, for your healthy, healthy, happy hours and stuff. So definitely, definitely, definitely have to consult with your CPA for all of this stuff and for, you know, paying your kids and putting them on payroll, or if you would put them on payroll, or if they're just contracted, all those things, super complicated. I have a great article you can read if you're interested. Um, let me know, but okay. We're beyond our time. Orange theory starts in 15 minutes. I got to go. I'm probably forgetting something, but, <laughs> um, okay guys, it's been super fun and we'll see you, uh, evening power hours are coming back by the way. We'll have a graphic today.
Okay, guys, talk to you later. Bye.